Here's a hypothetical situation. After many years of coping with infertility, Robert and Sue are now the parents of three healthy children. All of them were conceived through in vitro fertilization, IVF. But now they feel that they've completed their family and they don't want to have any more children. But they have four embryos left in cryopreservation, that is they're frozen. And their obstetrician offers them three choices. Disposing of the embryos, uh, because they're simply in excess of their needs. Donating those embryos to another couple that want to have a family. Or donating the embryos for research. And they're told that if their embryos are, are simply kept in uh, cryopreservation, they will be destroyed after another five years, because that's the legislation in their state. What would you advise them to do? Sue, in particular, finds this uh, a terrible decision to have to make because she great, feels a, a great sense of responsibility for her embryos. And she's very much aware that her, all her children, Tom, Jessica and Elise, they all once were embryos themselves, as we all were. So she and Robert discuss donating the remaining embryos for research that, because they don't feel comfortable uh, destroying them uh, or donating them to another couple. Sue is particularly interested in donating them for research into infertility to help others who want to have children. They're uncertain though how a decision to donate their embryos for this type of research, which inevitably destroys the embryos, would be viewed in the context of their faith. What does theology have to say about this? Well, a Christian response has to be grounded on what scripture says, and we can consider this from at least three dimensions. The first one is that there are issues concerning the moral status of individual life of that embryo. And there are also social issues concerning the nature of families and society. And thirdly, there are issues concerned with trying to understand the way that God works in the world and the extent to which he uses people. For instance, with regard to families, Robert and Sue have chosen to utilise reproductive technology but it should be first of all pointed out that a biblical evaluation of marriage does not reckon childless couples to be inferior in any way. The instruction to be fruitful and multiply is given to humanity as a whole rather than to individual couples. But it is very appropriate to want children and often culturally very difficult if one doesn't. Secondly, with respect to the way that God works in the world, some would see the use of technology to allow a marriage to achieve the goal of having children just an example of playing God. But others, and I think I would tend to agree, suggest that there is a sense that even with natural conception, there's a sense in which we play God or represent God and make decisions about whether there will be life. But IVF is even more complicated than that. There are significant concerns about the status of the embryo. Every stage of life is a part of our human life. Yesterday, the me of yesterday, is really important to the me of today because I wouldn't exist today without the me of yesterday. And that's true of every stage of our lives, right back to the embryonic stage. Every stage is a part of human life. And we do have to understand that there is no understanding of humanity apart from the birth, life, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And his life includes the whole of life from conception to resurrection. So the embryo is valuable. It may not have 
personality in the way that we normally understand that, but I think it has personhood in the sense of a, a quality or an attribute that constitutes the fundamental identity of every person. But if one is going to be involved in IVF, then you have to accept that there's going to be a loss of embryonic life, both in research and in the actual reproductive process. Can that be justified? Perhaps not because it is of no value, we wouldn't want to say that about the embryo, but perhaps despite its great value, uh, we can justify it perhaps because in the natural process, there is after all a very significant loss of embryonic life. In the natural processes, most embryos are lost and never come to fruition as a, a, a child or an adult. And I can't explain why God acts in that way. But if you look around at the world, you'll see that this is the case in almost every situation. As with trees, there are thousands of seeds to produce just a few. And it's pretty much the same with people as well, that many are produced, but a few come to fruition. So, can it be justified in that way? And what about the issue of donating an embryo for somebody else? The use of uh, donated embryos is not quite analogous to that of adoption. In adoption, the intent is to provide families for children. But with IVF and donation, it's rather to provide children for families. But some will justify that donation as an act of profound love and grace, a generous gift from one couple to another. But on the other hand, it can be argued that this is a solution that dis disrupts the nature of families by introducing a connection between a gen genetic parents on the one hand and social parents on the other. This is all very difficult. But what is certain is the need to focus upon the good of the child as an absolute priority. And in all of this, it's also important to focus upon the broader social implications of using a technology like this. On the one hand, technologies can operate in a healing manner, but they can also seduce us into putting our real trust in human ingenuity and the mastery of nature, which is a dangerous thing. So, it's not an easy decision, but I hope that even in a short talk like this, I've been able to point you towards some important considerations. The kind of thing that we really need to do to think theologically in every situation. And Sue and Robert, well, they need to become fully informed. They need to be aware of the cultural trends, their legal responsibilities, but their primary responsibility is to take seriously their responsibility as Christians.